Welcome to Dress to Manifest, a podcast for ambitious women who are ready to embody their best self through style and make their dreams a reality. I'm your host, Ariel Brittany, a personal stylist and confidence coach with a compassionate, intuitive, and spiritual approach to styling. I help heart-centered leaders and entrepreneurs shine in an authentic, aligned style that cultivates magnetic confidence and joy. Let's dress to manifest. Welcome to Dress to Manifest. I am so excited because we have a wonderful guest interview today on the podcast. I have Paige Ray Creative here, and Paige is not only my photographer, but she is a phenomenal commercial photographer and creative director for standout brands. Her company, Paige Ray Creative, specializes in commercial photography, creative direction, and production. She is truly a multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, and It has been a joy to work with her both on my photo shoot and also recently we teamed up for a client's photo shoot together and uh, she just exudes such creative force energy and it is Leo season as we are recording this and we are both Leos. Shout out to Amber, our makeup (laughs) hair and makeup artist who's part of our Leo trio for our production team. So I'm introducing Paige. So I would love to Here, if you have any words to introduce yourself, say hello to the audience. Hi, thank you so much. I I really appreciate that introduction because I feel like the theme of creativity is always the like dominant theme in my life. And so to sum it all up, I just like to say that I like to call myself a creative catalyst. Yes. I, you know, I want to help other people be creative too and kind of light that creative fire. I feel like we're all entitled to our creativity. Absolutely. And that's why this episode is going to be so much about Paige's creative journey, but also just around the concepts of creativity. How do we access it? Like who is even considered to be a creative? Aren't we all creatives really at heart? And just talking about that because um, Paige is a photographer. Yes. But like she said, she is a creative catalyst and the way that we access creativity can just, it can come in so many different modalities and it's such a beautiful thing. And I feel like our first really introduction to creativity happens when we're children. And it's almost something that we have to return to. And that's a huge theme that happens also during Leo season, where it's returning to like this really pure, wholesome version of ourselves. That's like, look at my art, look at it. I'm amazing. (laughs) I am confident. Um, So how did you begin your creative journey as a kid? And what hobbies still make your inner child happy from back then? Like, did that include photography? Was it completely different? I'd love to know. Well, I love this, especially since it is Leo season and it's we're talking about birthdays a little bit because I consider my new year every year to be on my birthday. And so, yes. right? Absolutely. And the rebirth kind of comes um, the rebirth during Leo season is just so powerful, like that rebirth every single year. So going back to childhood creativity is such a good topic right now because it's so top of mind. Um, Because something I feel really, really deeply about is anytime that you feel stuck or you feel like your creativity just isn't flowing, asking your inner child, like giving them a play date and saying, we can do whatever you want today. It's up to you. What would be fun? What would be exciting? What would bring that kind of joy that you have when you're a kid? Um, and for me, it can have a lot to do with movement. 
right? So like my favorite thing to do is that I don't always have access to, but one of my favorite things to do is, um, have you ever been to one of those trampoline parks where it's just like a mile of different kinds of trampolines? I've totally seen those on Instagram somewhere, but no, I've never been to one. That sounds so fun. It sounds like a giant almost gymnasium for kids like like one of those um places you go to like jump and jam in like growing up (laughs) totally totally it's the funnest thing and it's it's for it's for any like all ages and it's just like foam pits and trampoline it's just jumping and it just makes you feel like you're a kid again it's that kind of joy that kind of like freedom that you feel when you're just like flying through the air not worried about anything else except you know the foam pit catching you that's one of my favorite ways to kind of shake myself out of a rut and like rearrange whatever's going on in my head because it it does kind of bring perspective like if you can bring yourself back to that moment of being a kid that fun of being a kid um that's that's the one of our like original places to create from and it's one of the most powerful places to create from that we tend to forget over the years because we're weighed down with so many adult things, right? So if we can forget about them, even just for a microsecond, even just for a jump into, you know, like onto a different trampoline, there's something that happens around that that really frees up space in your mind and in your heart. And it just, it reconnecting with that absolute just joy and happiness. So that's one of the ways that I like to like, give freedom to my inner child and be like, what do you want to do today? Because it's that inner child that I feel like is really creating most of the time. Um, you know, letting, letting that inner child surface and say like, you know, what would be really good? You know, it would be really fun right now. Um, that's always the best part. And I see that with clients a lot. I always know that it's going to be a killer shoot whenever a client comes to me and says, you know, I had this idea, tell me if this is ridiculous. And I'm like, I know it's not going to be ridiculous. Uh, It's your child coming out and it's going to be amazing. Um, That's such a big part of it. Yeah. It is so true. I love that you brought that up because um, there's been actually clients I've had to where it's very inner child healing Um, because to me, like um, fashion dressing up. It really is a form of playing dress up. I've done it since I was little. It's always been just like a form of stress relief and self-care and fun Mm -hmm. since I was like a kid. And there is something so fun about photo shoots in particular, because especially that's where we overlap and how we serve our clients, where it's just like, this is exactly what we decided to be. This is the world we get to create through the lens. Mm -hmm. And I remember for, um, our, the photo shoot that we worked on together last year for my brand, where I was like, okay, I am going to wear a crown and this is what's <laughs> going to happen. And you were just like, yes, absolutely <laughs> hyping me up. And I loved it so much. And it just does like, feel like you're creating like a different world in your head, like playing pretend, um, mm-hmm. like when you're a kid. Yes. I, you know, what's so funny. I remember that crown and it was so beautiful and I think exactly what you're saying. Like I did the same thing when I was little. I used to go in my mother's closet and play dress mm-hmm. up in my mom's clothes. And my eighth birthday was a dress up like your mom party. That's <laughs> so cute. It was, oh my God. With her mom's clothes. And I just loved putting on her dresses and feeling so fun and so like fancy. And um, that was, yes, that was a huge part of being creative as a kid is like the costuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as it is, like, it was just such, so much fun to, dress up and play and let your mind wander. And I feel like we don't even let ourselves do that. Like we could do that in such simple ways as adults. Like 
just going into stores that you never go into just to try on clothes and like try on something different just to see what it looks like and how it feels that can be so powerful too and that's creative in itself exactly where it's really I think creativity ironically becomes a thing like a concept that is almost something we overthink as human beings or as as adults right yeah like we think it's like a luxury and it really should be intrinsic to our lives yeah it's just I think the act of really letting your imagination run wild and you know it's your choice whether to share that or put it out to the world or not but I find that as we get older um there's like, we either start to identify ourselves as creatives or not. So I'm curious, like, when did you start to identify yourself as a creative person? And was there a specific experience or a light bulb moment that led you towards a creative career path? Oh, okay. So I love this. I really, I grew up really thinking that like, I had this inner desire to want to work in a creative field as an adult, but I always thought that like, I really bought into the whole like starving artist trope. I really oh, yes. thought that like, you know, if you choose the life of being creative for a living, then you're probably also going to be struggling your whole life too. And so I thought I did creative adjacent. I was a writer and an editor for a long time thinking that that would be fulfilling enough, but it just, it just really wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, I was happy in my job. I was happy with my boss. I was happy at my company, but I, I wasn't overall fulfilled. I was just have this feeling, you know, something is off, something is different. And that was maybe 10 years ago. So I started, I took art classes and I ended up taking a photo class and I was like, oh, this is, this is the thing that I want to do. And I, I really was shocked to find that I wanted to pursue that full time and give up my, this, the decade of career I had built as a writer and an editor. And after a year of taking classes, I decided to go for it. I left my full-time job probably a little bit too soon. I probably sooner than I really should have, but I was just so eager to get out there and do the thing. And even for the first few years of being a full-time photographer, I didn't really, I still didn't believe that I could be a creative. I still was doing, you know, I had this feeling of like, I wanted to do commercial work. I wanted to do art um, and, and focus on that. But I also thought if I switched into that, that I could never make it you know, that I would never be good enough to make it or cool enough to make it. So I thought, okay, well, what I can do is build a business photographing weddings and families, um, which is also really fun and really lovely. And I found also fulfilling to a certain point, but it's still, it's still really, you know, what you're meeting in for, for weddings and families, you're really meeting the vision, um, for the wedding and for the family. And that's like, that's a good thing. That's what you should be doing, but it still wasn't enough creativity for me. And so I switched into commercial work, which really focuses on brands. And there is a lot of art to be made there mm-hmm. and a lot more um, risk-taking in that category, which is something that really attracted me. I loved the high concept, slightly risky. How are we going to build this sort of feeling of it? Um, and, you know, I've done that for about five years now. And for the last couple of years, I've thought to myself, you know, I love having a creative job, but what I want ultimately is to have a creative life, right? Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. I'm like clapping over here. It's so true because I, that seriously hit me right in, right in my gut when you said that, because I feel that same way where I think that there's such a huge difference in doing creative work versus like having a creative life because there's times where like 
even doing something you're passionate about, which is something I didn't expect because I, I relate to quitting your full-time job probably a little too early because you're just eager <laughs> to do, you know, to find my path as well. And um, I didn't expect to ever get burned out doing something I loved. And of course it still happens because you could still love something, um, but you're a human being and you need the balance, you need the rest. Um, creativity also thrives in the stillness that you give yourself. And I feel like, not that, that it's a means to an end, but it's just part of being, um, having a pleasurable life is so key to even having a creative life. And I, I find that if I focus too much on my business, um, yeah, the, the creative life part will start to, I'm imagining I have like this imagery in my head of like a flower wilting, um, mm-hmm. where you need to, you need to feed your creative life outside of your business as well, for sure. Yes. And you know, what's so incredible is And I think this is a decision that everybody can make, but something that I found really helpful in making this switch from going, I want to be a creative for my work to, I want to be a creative, I want to live a creative life. I want to feel that robustness that you feel in creativity um, every moment of the day, not just when I'm finally working on the specific project that I've been wanting, but overall. And in order to do that, because I feel like that's something that a lot of us experience. And in order to do that, I had to tell myself, give myself permission to be the art in my life, Oof, right? We I are all, that. right? We are the art of our lives, which is why it's so much fun to dress up and to put on jewelry, which I'm obviously obsessed with. Same. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're listening, I'm, I have multiple, like earrings, I, I am obsessed with jewelry and you can tell. Um, I love but, it. Right, to be the art in your life, but you also have to like, you have to, it's a journey of self-love to be able to do that. And this is also something I've been thinking about lately. So I, I feel like this podcast is an extra like perfect timing, but what I started to understand uh, last week is for a long time, I've always been like, okay, how do people go on that journey to find themselves? Like, what does that even mean? What does that look like? It never, as much as I ever find myself, like in, in my head, that was, that meant like, what, what foods do I like? What travel do I like? What books do I like? Mm -hmm. But something clicked last week. And I started to understand that like the journey of finding yourself is actually the journey of loving yourself. That's when things start to feel at home. And when you can give yourself that, when you can like swim around in that for a while, then you can also give yourself permission to be the art of your life, whatever that looks like. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful and very true because when you do lean into the loving yourself you naturally start to lead a pleasurable, creative life. And then you do become the art in your life because I I feel like I love that saying too, because it's something that I love to tell myself and clients where you're, the, the clothing is the frame, you're the art. And I, it's like, but to think of yourself as um, not just art as it, when it comes to style, but literally art in motion throughout your daily regular activities. Like, it's like, oh my God, um, I should be treating my desires and who I am as a person with more uh, sacredness. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's such a perfect way to think about it. And I love, I love what you're saying about the clothes are the frame and the person is the art. Like that is, that's it. And I think that's like why, I think that's such a perfect illustration of why, you know, 
getting dressed every day and considering what clothes you want to wear and how you want to like adorn yourself like that is such a sacred journey it's part of the sacred journey and it's an important part you know and and I, I also feel like you know what comes to mind is if you're like me you were watching Gossip Girl in 2006 which I absolutely was yes yes <laughs> was definitely watching okay great um because there's that episode where Blair is talking to Dan and he's talking down about like wardrobe and fashion and everything. And she's like, fashion is art. It's movement. It's, it's, you know, composition. It's all of that at once. And you live your entire life uh, in it. And I hope I'm quoting correctly. If I'm not, <laughs> oh no, it's totally who, fine. Who, who, if I'm wrong, but I just thought that was such a good way of putting it. It really is, you know, it's living art. Um, and it's art that you live your life in. And I think that really is sacred. Yes. And I, I feel like a, a really beautiful part of what you do too. And I love this intersection that we find ourselves in with what we do, because I feel like, yes, I love to help my client feel like art in motion, but in photography, you capture that motion, that moment, and it's everything we can craft it to be for the client's vision, but also um, with our artistic talents lending to it. So I feel like what lights me up the most about being a stylist is really helping the client feel beautiful and confident and all of those different things. And um, is there a specific thing about being a photographer that lights you up? Um, does it have to do with also that creative vision aspect? Because I know that's huge for you. Oh, yes, because so many, and I feel like this might be woman specific, but oftentimes as women, we tell ourselves that like the time to take photos is in relation to other people. So engagements, weddings, um, anniversaries, um, you know, pregnancy announcements, things like that, which are all beautiful stories to tell in photos. But it's also okay to take photos just because you want to be in photos, just because you want to remember yourself or honor yourself or celebrate yourself, um, just because you feel good. That's okay too. So when it comes to being in front of the camera, what I'm what I want is for people that vision that we carry of ourselves in our mind. Um, and whatever that looks like, I want people to see that translated into photos. Cause oftentimes, you know, we look at photos of ourselves and we're like, is that what I look like? Um, you know, what, what, what happened here? Like, we don't always see that uh, direct translation. And I feel like we all deserve to kind of have that, that memory, that heirloom, um, that honor of ourselves in, in front of us to see it come to life. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that because I feel like I always tell my clients, it's okay to give yourself permission to change your mind with your style. I think it's about res respecting and being present with this current iteration of ourself and being okay with it, not having to feel like pressure to finalize it. And I feel like with style and with photography, like when you put those things together, it's just like, here's my self-concept in this moment, it will change and that's okay, but I'm sharing it with you now um, as an act of really like witnessing the self. And I, I never really realized, cause it's funny because I naturally, uh, started styling people for photo shoots for themselves rather than engagements and all of those weddings and things like that. And all of those uh, moments and milestones are so hugely important and so um, just wonderful. But I feel like I've always been naturally connected to more of looking at photo shoots as a, a form of self-love, like a way to just see yourself and share yourself with the world and how 
you personally perceive yourself um, that I didn't really think about it until you said it where I was like, oh my God, that's so true. It's because it's always in relation to another person when I think photo shoots could be something else for simply the person, right? Exactly, exactly. And even like like you're talking about, capturing that evolution can be so important too, because that's what art does. That's what artists do over time is evolve. That's the whole point of it. Or not the whole point of it, but it is such a huge part of it in really kind of feeling fulfilled in your creativity and in your life is that evolution from one point to the next. And so, yes, I feel like capturing that can be so special. And giving yourself the power to step in front of the camera, that is a huge moment because you're not just overcoming any any hesitancy that um, comes from yourself about that, but you're also overcoming like people telling you like, what do you mean you're going to do photos just for yourself, right? Like offering you this bit of judgment because they themselves haven't overcome um, those worries. And so that is, that's a big deal. And I feel like that should be like celebrated and cheered on too, because it's, it's a hard, it's a really hard thing to do. It's hard to pull out your camera and take a selfie. And just because you think you look pretty, you know, yeah. like we should be doing that. We should be celebrating that. Definitely. And I think what's so interesting is when you're little and you're like, I'm beautiful and I'm all of these things. It's like very encouraged Mm -hmm. for you want your, you want a child to feel that way about themselves. You're always hyping them up, but it's like, as we get older, we almost lose that hype for ourselves or even for each other. And yeah, turning that back on too. And just understanding that, yeah, it's a celebration of self. Like I always say, that um, photo shoot should be a celebration, not an obligation. Yeah. Uh, because it, oh, it yeah, yeah, celebration, not an obligation. It's it's mm-hmm. like, why do we have to make it into like this thing that feels so, um, what's the word, forceful or like I have, have to kind of feeling and that like almost like, uh, like caving into yourself sort of like energy starts to come in. Like it affects the way you show up too. So I think it's, it's really cool that um, we both love to serve people in that way where it's like, no, let's show up and really um, just celebrate how you're existing right now. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I think that's a big part of it because people always tell themselves that they have to do X or Y or Z before they can be ready to be in front of the camera. And I don't believe in that at all because there's never a period where where you exist in a, in a state that is disqualified from being, being worthy of being in front of the camera, right? No matter, no matter what you always deserve to feel good about yourself, to capture that, um, to document that, um, and to celebrate that and to keep doing it. I think that's the other thing about it is people kind of like think, oh, this one photo shoot is going to be the culmination of absolutely everything Mm -hmm. in my life. And I'm finally going to do it. But I also think that it should be something that you do throughout your life, whether that is doing a professional shoot or showing up and taking a selfie just because you love your outfit. Like either way, document that, not just for yourself, but there are going to be people who want to remember you, who want to look back on you and, um, and, uh, and just cherish like you cherish this memory of you. Um, and plus in 20 years and 30 years, I know even on my worst days right now, I know in 30 years, I'm going to be like, dang, 38 year old me really rocked it way more than she thought. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Where like, I look back on even graduation photos of me when I was like 21 and I was like, wow, I can't (laughs) believe that version of me was picking herself apart. And it's always gonna, there's always going to be something. So it's just about 
yeah, having that self-love and that foundation of worthiness, no matter how we change. Uh, and it's funny how you were like saying, yeah, like we, um, sometimes it's like what we think disqualifies us from worthiness is so arbitrary and based off of what society tells us when we're really, if we treat ourselves as like a work of art, a force of nature, like we don't go outside and look at the trees and we're like, you know, tree, like you're looking a little thick today. <laughs> like we're not like doing that or looking at our dogs and being like, mm, your hair is not perfect. <laughs> or we're not looking at the sky and like, you know, you need better lighting. Like we just are in awe of it. And I feel like it's returning to like this awe for ourselves and for each other. Yes, exactly. And I think something that helps people sometimes understand that is um, exactly like you're talking about, when we take a photo of um, our partner or our pets um, or anything that anybody else, we look at that photo and the first thing our brain is driven to do is find the things we love most about that photo, right? Yes, yes. And what we don't realize is that um, when other people see photos of us, they do the same thing. Actually, they don't, the first thing that they go for is what they love the most about it. And that's really all they ever pay attention to. I actually ran an experiment on this because I was trying to like speak to people about how, like why they should get in front of the camera. And so I said, you know, I, there's an often cited um, statistic that says other people see us about as about 20% prettier than we see ourselves. And that translates right through, through right through to photos because people also show up for our photos and see the best parts about it first and really only. So um, one time I hosted a workshop and I had a photographer taking photos throughout the day. And one of the photos was just a photo of me like like half eye closed, like very awkward, like a very awkward moment that like normally I would be too, and I would never put that out there, but I wanted to uh, show up um, in the way that I was telling people to show up. So I was like, I will just, you know what? I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to post this photo of me with this one, like, like half awkward, super weird, like moment that, that was like frozen in time um, that to me looks super strange, but um, I, I'm going to, I want to show you guys what I'm talking about. So I posted it and all anybody DM'd me with or commented with was like, this is such a beautiful photo of you. And I'm like, what? Like I didn't <laughs> expect that level of it, but it was so funny to me. Cause I was like, this is just a perfect illustration is people just don't look at us or our photos and tear them apart. They just don't, they, that's not the mental energy most people carry around. And if they're carrying around that energy for you, it's because they, they are low-key obsessed with you. So that's a whole different story. Yes, <laughs> it's a projection of whatever insecurity that they have. And I feel like it's, yeah, it's when you see people of a certain level of fame, like celebrities receiving, you know, all sorts of love, hate, vitriol, like on a spectrum, like it, I think it gives people like kind of anxiety about it, but really when um, you're showing up in your community that you've curated, it's like trusting that you have done your job to welcome in the people who are going to support you too. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Trust. Yeah. Trust your community with that. They're going to show up for you and they're going to cheer you on. Yeah. Just like you would for other people. Absolutely. And I feel like, oh my gosh, I wanted to also talk about how you have helped and supported your community because you have provided like a really amazing array of offers that I feel showcase your creativity. Like you've helped photographers with their business. You've done copywriting uh, with your writing experience. Obviously, that is such a perfect fit. You've done VIP days. And most recently, 
I've seen your uh, supporting photographers by taking on a creative director role. So I just, we've been talking about evolution and I have a lot of uh, business owners and entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast. So I am curious for myself and for, for them, in your experience, how do you know when you're being called to create something new or evolve in your business? And as a multi-passionate, how do you know which ideas to act on first or how to balance it all together? Because I think, especially as a multi-passionate creative myself, um, that's that's definitely like a question that comes up for me um, time and time again. It's like, what's being called to be birthed right now? And I, I love this because one thing that I feel like we've all been focused on for so many years is the niche of everything. How do we stick to our niche? How do we oh my God, the niche stresses me out uh, so much. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like we're creative as humans and we wake up one day and it's just like, I want to talk about something else. Like I, I love that I've been talking about this, but I kind of want to talk about this. And we've been told on so many levels that, you know, our community and our audience is based on the niche. That's what they want is the niche. And I think that was true for a period, but I don't think it's any longer true. I think that recently, you know, our consumers, our clients, our audience, our community, are they're savvy you know they can make space for us in their brains for more than one thing and I no longer think that like showing up as an expert in more than one thing is going to distill that by any means I used to think that but I don't anymore and I think it's okay to like expand and let that expansion um go where it wants to and it's really hard sometimes because I think a good example is if you look back at the last two years of work that I've done, I'm obsessed with the work that I've done the last couple of years. I love it. It looks very put together. It looks very like cohesive. It looks very much like I had a plan, but for the last two years, I've actually been in the void of it all. Right. And that like, I'm showing up for the work, you know, obviously like with complete joy in the work that I show up for. Um, But I've also felt like there's an expansion available for me. And I'm not, I haven't been sure what that was. I've been trying to find it for two whole years now. And it's only recently that I finally, like, there was one, one day where I went, oh my God, creative director. (laughs) That's what I've been looking for the last two years. That's, that's what I've been trying to hone in on and understand that that's where the next level is. That's what the expansion is. But for two years, I've been in like the void, which is I want to create. So I create what I want to create, but I don't know what it leads to. Mm-hmm. And that can be yes. really hard sometimes because we all want the path. We all want clarity at all points. We don't always get that. And so part of living a creative life, doing creative work is allowing your heart, your soul, your gut to go where it wants to go, even if you don't know what the definition of that looks like, even if you don't know what shape it's going to take in the end, um, even if you might like lose time or energy and resources to it, like letting yourself explore without being, um, without feeling like your whole experience of it is defined by the results of it, right? Like it, I had no idea where this was all going to go in the end. And it did take a couple of years to get to like, oh, I want to start to introduce creative direction because I love the photo shoots. I love conceptualizing the photo shoots and dreaming with my clients and even pushing my clients to go a little bit bigger. Cause like nine out of 10 times when I work with, um, work with somebody for their photography, they have a, they have a dream. And I'm like, this is a good dream. You can, you're here now. What's the bigger vision here? You can go bigger. And they just don't know yet that like they can do it. They are totally 
um, like they have that ability. Um, and so dr dreaming that bigger dream oftentimes is a creative part of it. And I just so love being along on that journey. So I thought, you know, I, I can actually do this for other photographers who don't find this to be their jam. Um, but it takes a while sometimes to figure it out. So giving yourself that grace while you're in the void of it all, it doesn't mean giving up or not, or necessarily like not doing anything, but sometimes it just means like follow your gut a little bit, even if it doesn't feel exactly like, you know, what you're doing all of the time. Oh my gosh. I, I couldn't help but giggle when you were like talking about the void and like seeming like you have a plan, especially because we both have, um, it's fun fact, Paige and I have the same big three, but just like in different spots. <laughs> and so I feel like when you have Capricorn energy for Paige, it's her Capricorn moon for me, it's my Capricorn rising. People kind of just think you have a plan um, or you give an impression that you do when I'm like, um, our, our Scorpio moon and then Paige's Scorpio rising is like, we're like, ah, we're just kind of following our intuition here, but I'm glad that it looks cohesive. Um, so I high key relate to that for sure. And I think I, I really love this message here of just like the biggest growth and the most creative breakthroughs really lie in the realm of uncertainty. And I think that's what's so scary but so exciting and expansive about it is it's like this oh my gosh like where am I jumping like there's a path but it's almost like it's in the dark and you might trip and it's like the next step but you just have to like find your footing along the way and I, I definitely feel like um, there's so much self-trust and self-belief in that process. This is I'm like dying laughing I'm trying not to like <laughs> too loud but I, no, I love it laugh so loud right now it's so true um it's I think that's such a perfect way to put it and and it's okay yes I think this the Capricorn moon was really backing me up because I'm I'm just trying to like go along and put out um continue to put out the work and share the work and on my end I'm thinking I must look like I'm a mess. Everybody must think I'm just scattered all over the place. But then the feedback I get from people is like, oh my gosh, you're so strategic. You're so planned all of the time. Like, how do you do it? And I'm like, that's a great question. <laughs> I just keep going. And somehow, if you just keep going, if you just keep showing up for yourself, for the work, for the people you want to work with, um, even if it feels like chaos to you, it, it looks to other people, it feels cohesive. It feels inspirational, no matter what, like people find your story, even if you didn't mean to share it a lot of the time. Um, and that's part of the creative life. Uh, but that is so, that's a, such a perfect observation. Like our Capricorn placements really have our back. <laughs> oh, they do. I thank God for my Capricorn, like rising because like, I feel like my Capricorn rising, she keeps my Leo sun and Scorpio moon in check. And it's like, okay, guys, like, gather around we need to have a plan and then my Scorpio moon's like just follow your intuition and feel all the feelings and then my Leo son's like la 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 let's just have fun <laughs> no, it's, true. it's so true and then of course my Scorpio rising is like are you sure you want to tell people about this though this can be really private like the balance between oh. the Leo and the, the Leo wanting to shine and the Scorpio like I just want to keep everything private thank you oh my um, gosh yes so funny Privacy versus performance is like a huge thing that I think like people who have Leo Scorpio energy or just even fire sign and water energy like kind of struggle with, but especially Scorpio, because I feel like Scorpio energy is very like, it's not ready yet. 
this Capricorn placement is like, okay, well, if we're going to, if we're going to show up, if we're going to share this, it's going to be perfect. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think that perfectly leads me into like my next question about creative blocks and perfectionism. So I first want to start with, I guess I'm going to go out of order here, but that's okay. Like, so how do you support yourself when you're facing a creative block, um, resistance towards an idea or simply feeling uninspired? Um, Because I feel like people who are creatives or artists, it's like, sometimes we have to check in and go, okay, like, this is still in alignment with who I am, where I'm going, or have I changed? Or am I just being like, or am I just being a perfectionist about it, right? (laughs) Right. And I, you know, I always try and switch myself back to a core belief I have. And some days I, I feel like, are we sure about this? But I really do believe that we're never we're never actually blocked in our creative channels. I always feel like the creativity is always flowing no matter what, but some days it's flowing really, really, really slow. And that's on purpose. That's because our creative channel is like, you know what? Your output has been insane. Let's let's take a break. Let's get you rested. Let's get you re-energized. Um, and I also take it as an indication that like bigger creativity is on its way. And my channel is just trying to get me prepped, ready and energized for it. Um, so I switch back into that sort of like, you know what, it's, I'm not blocked. It's, I just need a minute and that's okay. Um, and then sometimes it's that experience of like, okay, what's in front of me isn't, isn't giving me the inspiration that I was counting on. Um, and I also take that as like, okay, this is just a creative challenge. And I try to go into the details of it to find my inspiration of like, okay, well, what can I get excited about? And then how do I expand on that? How do I take that bigger? Um, Because it's there. And sometimes it's like, sometimes that lack of inspiration comes from feeling like, oh, I'm blocked in on how I can perform right now. Or, or I'm boxed in on how I can perform right now. Um, But but I also find that to be some of the most like, and it ends up being some of the most exciting creativity, like you get more creative because of it. Oh my gosh. I, I I find that perspective so refreshing and so like relieving to my heart space of just like, you're never actually creatively blocked. Um, that is also just like a powerful like truth to hold within yourself. Like I'm never creatively blocked. I'm actually a channel for this always. And it's actually whatever challenges that I'm faced with are meant to help me take this a level further like what you were saying like the bigger dream so like do you have any go-to practices to help strengthen that creative channel or to even challenge yourself to push to that bigger vision Ooh, yes. So I always, first of all, taking a nap, incredibly powerful. Yes. <laughs> yourself literal rest. Literal right. rest. Over, definitely uh, underrated for sure. Right? Because yes. we're all, we are all out here pushing ourselves in many different ways. So sometimes in, that can be a luxury of time um, that not everybody has. But if you do have 20 minutes to take a nap, oh man, that can change the whole world some days. Yes. Um, and then the other thing is, switch your environment, switch your medium. So go to a place you've never been before, especially sometimes if you're feeling like some kind of resistance to it, 
right? It, getting out of the environment that you typically create in can start to expand your mind to like new ways of being, new ways of creating. So first of all, leave. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're usually at, just head for the exit and go someplace new. Um, heck, get in your car and drive around and see if you can just find someplace new uh, based on instinct, right? You might even not know where you're going. And then switch your medium. You know, if you're usually a photographer, pick up a sketch pad. If you're usually a painter, what if you tried sculpting, even low-key sculpting with like, what's that kind of like play clay that we grew up? Like, oh, like the, uh, Play-Doh. Yes, like get, get some Play-Doh, get, some, get something fun, you know, grab mm -hmm. some crowns, which really lets your inner child go free too. But switch your medium. Um, some days I will hop on when I feel like, ugh, blah, not inspiration. I'll hop onto Pinterest and I will redecorate my room just like I will just redo a dream home scenario and I will do it in Pinterest and then I'll put it together in Canva as though I'm really about to like buy these items and redecorate my room so tapping into interior design you know whatever your medium is abandon it for a little bit and try something new um, or if you want to stick to your medium do something you've never done before if you are like me and you usually shoot on like a prime lens um, try a whole, like a, something, you know, if you're, I'm usually shooting on like a really long lens, try something super wide, try a new type of lighting, try a new type of angle, um, you know, go for something different that really kind of flips your brain upside down. Um, it's kind of like, I do this when I'm eating chips, but if I feel like I've gotten to the bottom of the bag and I'm at the tiny chips, I actually flip the chip <laughs> bag around and I always find new bigger chips on the other side of that flip. And I think it's the same Oh my way. gosh, I love that. <laughs> brains um which is kind of a funny analogy but it's the same like if you just flip your brain over a little bit you'll find some really good stuff that you didn't even know you were capable of that are just like shaking in there hidden in the like <laughs> little nooks and crannies yeah and then you're exactly. like wow this is even bigger than what I was like grasping at feeling um mm -hmm. you know feeling blocked but not actually being blocked in it's it's all meant to lead to a different kind right. of idea yeah yeah exactly and sometimes that block is like that feeling of a block is uh really a challenge to level up like I talk about this a lot with creatives in general because sometimes the client flow will start to dry up like the inquiries aren't coming in like they used to and people get worried and their first um their first instinct is to like okay maybe I should lower my prices maybe I should go back to basics or to do stuff they haven't done in 10 years because they just need to book something and I actually think that's a call to do something bigger. If what you're looking at in front of you is starting to dry up or slow down, it's because you're trying, it's because you're supposed to go to the next level. Even if you don't think that you're ready for it yet, that is the universe telling you, no, you're ready and we're going to push you into it by taking away what's in front of you and what's easy and what you're used to so that you actually go up a level. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, I think that that's such a, like a heartwarming take on something that, like we find ourselves stuck, but really it's like, no, this is so that you can go like turn around, see that there's stairs and you're going up and you're leveling up. And I feel like that is definitely words of encouragement for anyone listening who feels like they're at that spot where they're facing like a, a plateau or a feeling like, oh my gosh, am I regressing? It's not a regression. It's not necessarily like a standstill that's meant to signify you're doing something wrong or something's not enough. It's more that you're just being called to higher things. And 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's just time to, to glow up in your business and in your life. And Mm -hmm. I I think that it means there's just something better. It's like this or something better is something I always like to tell myself. Exactly. Exactly. Like the universe is like, oh no, we are not resting on our laurels today. We are doing (laughs) the big things. Um, and I, it's just an interesting way that the universe is like, we're just going to insist that you level up. Okay. It's time. (laughs) Yes. And I think that for a lot of the clients we serve, we're always, we're, we tend to be meeting them at the cusp of a sort of next phase in their life or a new beginning or even an ending into a beginning. And it is so that they can level up in their business or their life. And also so that they could really stand out um, among what they've already built, but also stand out among their industry and be leaders and uh, serve people in a different way. And I was just curious because I I feel like a huge gift that I've witnessed and also experienced firsthand um, is the way that you really help people really embody. And I love helping people embody too. Um, For you, it's creativity and vision. And I feel like for me, it's like their confidence as well. And I feel like um, it's like, what do you really think makes a brand a standout brand? And um, I think Another question I have is how can a person who wants to do a photo shoot or up-level their brand or feels like they're on this cusp, this cusp that we're talking about um, kind of clarify their vision because so much about leveling up and pushing the bigger dream is it's almost like this uncertainty where it feels like I'm waking up and I have my glasses off and it's like you want it so bad and you, you, you're already having the courage to step into it, but it's like, how do we get some clarity to even pursue that bigger vision as well? That, okay, so yeah, oh, I, yes, this is so important and such a good question because what we end up experiencing when we're doing that level up or that expansion is we, in, we in, experience a disconnect between um, kind of our gut, our heart, and our mind. Our mind is like, okay, well, if we're going next level, we um, need to ensure this. So let's do it safely. Let's do it um, in a way that makes sense. Let's be, um, you know, let's be really uh, safe with it. And that's not a bad thing. Like we're just humans in general tend to be risk averse. That's I think a lot of our natural state. And so the the reason that's disconnected is because our heart is like, no, 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 no. We don't, let's just, let's just go for the big thing. Go for the thing that, that excites us. Go for the, go for the vision. Even if we're not sure that we can do it and our gut will tell us usually how to get there, but there, then there, then it ends up being a battle, right? Our gut wants us to go one way, but our mind is like, oh man, I don't know. Like, let's, how do we make this safer? How do we make this a sure thing? Um, and so it, you have to, you end up turning off one or the other. And I think this is where, a, a, I don't want to say mistake, but this is where thing people can get in their own way is by, they end up turning off their gut. And it's not that you should turn off your mind. You know, we do want to have, you know, a certain amount of reason with what we're doing. Um, But your gut is going to take you in the right direction. Ultimately, even if it feels like in in the void, if you're in that void and you're like, why would my gut tell me to do this? This doesn't make sense. This doesn't get me to my ultimate vision, but sometimes it gets you on the path to it um, and you just don't see it yet. So finding that balance between heart, gut, and mind um, can be can be one of the toughest balancing acts that we do. And when you get to the point, 
if you've ever had that day where you, where you kind of were like, nothing is working. You've been pushing, pushing, pushing. You've been trying the bigger things. You've been taking the risks. You've also been doing these other things and this over here. And you just keep feeling like you're hitting a wall. If you've ever gotten to that point where you're like, whatever, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I did the things. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to let things happen. Whatever happens. I just can't, you just can't be tied to the outcome anymore. And that is usually when the magic comes in. That's that, just that surrender, I think is the way to put it. That surrender to like, you know what? I did the stuff. I did my best. I showed up. I went for it. I can't, I, I just need a break. I need a rest whatever happens, happens. It's in that moment of surrender that all of the things start to finally come in. So trying to live in that moment of surrender as you're taking action and following your gut and moving forward, which is a tall order. But if you can be aware of those things as you're going, that's what will get you through it. <laughs> truly. I, I think even having the awareness is such a, such a strong place to start mm-hmm. with all of that. Cause it is, it is a very, like intense balancing act and I feel like once we accept that perfect balance at all times is or perfect balance ever it's not going to ever exist and I think it's releasing perfectionism too around a lot of a lot of our art and a lot of um yeah just our own hyper criticism of ourselves and looking at our own work too with like loving eyes um, could be challenging too, where it's easy to look at things we create and think, oh, not good enough, or, ooh, this needs to be tweaked before I share it. So um, have you ever experienced times where perfectionism really um, kind of stood in the way? Or um, how do you deal with that when it comes to sharing your art? Oh, yes, because I always felt like if I'm going to put something out in the world, it has to be perfect. It has to be a representation of the highest level of my abilities. And that's actually just not true <laughs> because requiring yourself to operate at that level constantly is really undermining yourself ultimately. Like you are going to burn out and you're going to be holding back from the world a lot of really good stuff that you're deeming unworthy because you don't think it meets a specific standard. Um, but once you let go of that idea, once you give yourself the ability to say like, like I do think there's something to the idea that that done is better than perfect. And that comes with creativity too. Um, Letting yourself have just the freedom to just make something and it doesn't have to be perfect. It can just be what it is and you can still share it. You can still enjoy it. Once you're willing to show up for that version of events, um, then there's a lot more that you're like letting, that you're going to be letting in. There's a lot more that you will let flow through your experience. And when I look at a lot of people in our industries who are really successful at what they do, um, they're really good at what they do, but that's not why they're successful. Um, They're successful because they showed up and shared the work, even when it wasn't perfect. They, in fact, didn't worry about it being perfect. And I say this having seen behind the scenes of a lot of photographers, creatives, et cetera. Um, they were willing to show up and put out work even when it didn't meet specific perfection standards. And because they showed up, they got ahead, right? And that's such a big part of it is if you are going to insist on everything being perfect all of the time in order for you to show up, you're going to, you're going to end up losing a lot of opportunities otherwise. Um, so which, which isn't, isn't meant to compromise on your standards, but um, to really just give yourself the freedom to just get it done, to show up and do do a thing, create a thing, make a thing, share a thing, and then, you know, show up for your next project. 
Yeah, no, that's, that is so true where it's like, sure, we we won't want to compromise our standards, but also understanding that we need to balance that with not compromising our momentum and our like upward, you know, success. Cause like, I think too, that when we share things and even if we're like, oh, this is okay. It's like, we're creating a body of work, especially when we're sharing things on Instagram, we're like, oh, this got like seven likes, but then you like never know who's going to read that in six months and be like, wow, this is the one that hit for me. And this is why I hired you. So not to say that it's always a means to an end, but I think it's also just not treating ourselves like robots at the end of the day too. Exactly. And it, you know, it's, it's so funny because people, the work that you put out that you might feel like, oh, this is, is this is only okay should I even share this oftentimes there are people connecting with that work that that will surprise you it will surprise you how deeply people appreciate it even if you feel like it's not your best um I always am surprised people send me reference photos all the time they go I wanted I want to do what so-and-so did in this photo right they're sending me my own work because they're like this is what uh made me want to work with you and a lot of times I'm like oh yeah this is true this work was amazing Sometimes though they're sending me work that I'm like, oh wow, I didn't think people were gonna enjoy this, but they they loved it, they attached to it, it informed something for them. So you never know what it's gonna be. So whatever is in your heart to be made today, don't set it to a specific standard that needs to be fulfilled, except for the standard of creating it. Let yourself make it and then don't worry about it. Put it out there and let it go. Yes, yes. And I like to also think about like, what is there to be lost if I don't share this? Because um, this could help somebody. Like you never know mm-hmm. who might be receiving this. Like we might feel like, oh my gosh, why am I being so redundant saying the same thing again in a different way? But maybe that exact way that you're spinning it is actually like, it's somebody's like, I, I like to think of everything in realm of spirituality. It's like, what if that's somebody's guide being like, hey, can you like say this today? So, so this person can hear it because I'm trying to help them and you can help me help them. You never know when you are also, your creative channel is a divine channel. It's, oh, that is so true. Um, and I always think about this, especially with ADHD brains, because we, as sometimes we can plan a million things, but like we wake up and go, this is not, I don't care that I plan, this is not what I want to do today. And I actually feel like it's important to honor those feelings of like asking yourself, what do I feel like sharing today? What do I feel like making today? That's always a big deal because first of all, if you if you can wake up and ask yourself that versus, oh, I've already planned X, Y, Z. If you can instead just show up and say, you know, what do I want to create today? And then you go make that, that will get you moving every single day. That will keep you inspired every single day. And that really taps into the your creative channel as a divine channel, right? Yeah. There's somebody out there who is maybe meant to connect with your work as you're dreaming it up in the moment. Um, and so even if it only reaches 10 people or five people, like those are the people it was meant to reach. There's somebody in there who needed it. Uh, and that's totally worth it. Yes. And I love how you're saying committing to showing up and to still create because I find that I know with like the way my brain works or I'm very like, oh my gosh, um, rules and structure. Like sometimes my Capricorn rising will kick in and be like, yeah, like that's what helps us thrive. And then other days I'm just like a pure Scorpio moon water sign and I can't, I cannot deal. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see how you 
are intuitively balancing discipline and creative flow. Like, do you have any other kind of practices to do that? Because it, it could be really hard when it's like you're creative, but you also like need to get work done. It's like that balancing act between intuition and strategy too. Exactly. And we end up seeing everybody else who can follow like a 30 day content calendar. And Oh my God, I cannot. Right. (laughs) On, on, on some really good days, I can talk myself into the idea of that. And then I get five days in and I'm like, Oh, this, there's no way I'm sticking to this for 25 more days. Absolutely not. Right. Because you get five days in or 10 days in and suddenly you're bored by what you planned and you're excited by what you're, you woke up dreaming about. And so my recommendation is, is that even though the, the default for our creative industry tends to be plan a content calendar, um, batch stuff, plan stuff, um, get stuff done in a timely manner. That's all good. That will work for some people, but for other people, the thing that works is just dedicating yourself to, I woke up today and this is what excites me. This is what I feel like talking about. And let me tell you, I've been doing that for like four or five years. And that's the thing that works. And that's the thing that gets me to show up on a regular basis. And what's so funny is that people are always like, oh my gosh, like, I love how planned out you are. I love how structured you are. Like to the people watching, it seems cohesive. It seems, <laughs> it seems like I have a grand plan, but I'm really just giving myself permission to create in the moment, to speak in the moment. Um, and that's okay. And the other thing that I do is I let myself be on my own schedule. As long as I get it done on time, I don't care if on time is 10 minutes before it's still on time. And a lot of times we guilt ourselves because it's like, oh, I procrastinated again. I'm doing this whole project the day before it's due. There's, there's nothing that says you can't do that, right? Just because the default is to do it early doesn't mean that it's the best way for everybody. So really taking the guilt out of the process, finding what works for you, what gets you to show up and letting it be that instead of forcing it into you know, these other ways of being, that for me has been key. Like just relieving myself of the guilt of like, oh, I waited until the last minute again. But you know what else I did is I got it done on time and I did it really well. So who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how much I love that because I find that like the way I trained myself in school even was to just like, um, I I know that there's some people who work really well with getting a little bit of it done and then doing it a little bit later. And there are days where I function that way, but I tend to, to do my work in intensive sessions where as long as I could just like, whenever that is have like this five hour long or even day long thing, like to do this one task when I feel like it, when I know I can show up for it fully with my energy, um, that's the way I work too. So I really like I feel very validated and seen and even hearing that from you. Oh, good. I'm glad. I hope somebody feels, that's always what I want is like, I think that, you know, if you need to do things differently, that's okay. And so oftentimes, because the default is not to do things differently, we often feel like, oh, I must be wrong. I must be doing it wrong. And there's just, oh, that'll kill creativity pretty quickly. And there's just no, it doesn't help anybody to, to like exist in that feeling. So yeah. I hope it helps. Yeah, I hope that that um, helps anyone else who's listening who also just functions and creates and operates in their daily life like that too, like like we do. And I'm sure that there's so many people who would love that too. And something I always like to illustrate for people is the most successful people that you see in, in your industry 
and like I, I say this because I have, I have moved through a lot of different creative industries and I've uh, been able to assist a lot of different people in creative industries um, and learn from different people. And I've seen a ton of behind the scenes for a, a fair amount of like people who are either really successful or really big in their industry. And there's a lot more chaos than you think there is. <laughs> right there's a lot there's there's it's like there's no one specific way to be successful or to execute on success um and that really was solidified for me seeing these behind the scenes because i had always i had always thought that like oh the people who are successful they have a plan they show up for the plan they execute it in a certain way they build on it they've got all of these bases covered but oftentimes the truth of that is there's a lot more chaos than you think there is there's a lot more people listening to their gut than you think there is so let yourself be that, release yourself from the idea that there's some perfect way to be that will lead to success or a goal or a vision and let yourself build it the way you need to build it for your own, for your own life, for your own business, for your own creativity. Oh my gosh. Yes. Incredible. And very, very true. I, I think that for people, it's like, we see, cause I used to think that too, where I would look around and be like, okay, this is what success is. It's very like um, you show up like this, it's rigorous and there's only one way to be when really it's not true. Like things are curated and we are comparing ourselves to impossible standards that don't actually even exist because it doesn't even exist for the people that we think that it exists for ironically. And it's because of really social media. And I think that social media can be incredibly inspiring. It gives us ideas. It could help us even find new ways to tackle things or our creative endeavors, but it's also very energetically draining. And it might even suck the life out of some ideas that we were once excited about or um, kind of get us thinking, ooh, is this even right for me? Am I even doing this right? So how can we stay true to ourselves and our own original ideas while being open to new ideas we're seeing and also trust that we could share what we have to offer with the world. It's like this balance of, um, I think, staying true to our originality, but also being open to inspiration. I think that that's such uh, another balancing act as a creative and as an artist. Oh my gosh, yes. And I, this makes me think of, um, you know, a friend of mine, her name is June and she is fantastic, you know, just, just like sunbeam in the world. And her, um, whenever I feel like this is something she spoke about, but I think, I think, I feel like one time I heard her refer to social media as like a big art project. Um, oh my gosh. I love that. I love that yeah. concept of it. Yeah. Right. Take the pressure off and let, let social media be an expression of just your creativity or let it be an art project or let it be a way for you to exist, exist in the world in a way that feels fun, um, knowing that like it, it's still a highlight reel for everybody. Um, and it, it doesn't need to be anything else but a source of inspiration or creativity. Um, it, it can be fun, which we've really gotten away from because it, it ugh, oh my goodness, social media has done a number on my mental state for sure. Same. Um, <laughs> right? It, it can be really heavy and it can be really it can feel like there's a lot of pressure because we look around and we're like, how is everybody showing up so wholeheartedly at a time when I feel like I'm struggling to show up, right? 
that can be a big part of it and, it. and it weighs on us when the truth of it is, is that people are struggling behind those scenes just as much as we are. Um, and the truth of it is also that it's okay to take a break from social media. I've certainly done that. I took a two month break earlier this year and it was incredible. And when I came back to it, I told myself like, I really only want to show up on social when I feel like showing up, when I want to show up, when it feels good and easy and in flow. And so I took myself off you know, the schedule of like, what am I posting today? How do, what, what am I putting out today? I no longer hold myself to that. And I only create on social or share on social when it feels good, when it feels happy. And it feels like that's what I want to do. Um, and I try to tune out the moment when I start feeling like, why can't I be like this person? Um, right? Because ugh, existing in that also kills creativity and we still need it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that it's like creativity is so much about connection to self too. And I think that's why social media, um, as inspiring it can be, like it can also disconnect us from ourselves and um, lead to, yeah, like the little create, like um, what's the word? Anxiety spiral, <laughs> where it's just like, oh my God, like there's just so much happening too, where I find myself when I scroll social media, it's like we're, as human beings, like I don't, we weren't built to feel all these emotions or to even, like process as much information as we do on a daily basis, like to just sit in one sitting, just experience like somebody's joy, somebody's grief, somebody's um, excitement or whatever it may be. Um, it's still, even though it's on our phone, it doesn't mean that it's not a connection to another person. Like there's still so much energy involved um, in consuming information from our phones or from, from anywhere really that to give ourselves that retreat to kind of connect back is so important. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yes. Totally Self-retreat. Self <laughs> Self-retreat. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I also wanted to ask, like, because for anybody who's listening to this, who's like, okay, okay, like, this is a cool episode. This is interesting, but I'm not a creative. Um, what really constitutes being a creative? And like, why do, why is it that some people just don't, they, they are uncomfortable with that title and really, I really think that any job can be creative. And I know we've talked about this before. Yeah. And I guess like what constitutes creative like work? Oh, totally. I, I think we all in our head imagine that like there's a certain avatar that goes along with calling ourselves creative. Like we have to be cool in a certain way or have it like dress a certain way or things like that. And the truth is, is that like, I really, I really think that we were put on this earth to create something, every single one of us. And what that's going to be is different for all of us. Some people are going to, you know, create businesses. Some people are going to create paintings. Some people are going to create babies. Some people are going to create all of it or none of it or something totally different. And all of that is creation. All of that is showing up to create. So I really believe that we are all every single human is a creative human, no matter what you feel like you were put on earth to create. And there is no like, I think, I think setting some sort of like, we set a bar in our minds for what creativity should be or what it should look like. And that I think also like starts to dampen creativity. It can mm -hmm. be anything. Let yourself be creative however you really want to be creative. That is your soul calling to you. There is a purpose there. There's a meaning. It doesn't have to be, you know, so you can share it with people or you can not share it with people. It's for you to show up and make because it's your soul asking for it. 
Yes, that is such a beautiful note to end on because it's like, it's so true that creativity is really just the act of creating and we're all doing it in some form. And I also like to think like we're all manifesting as well because as we're creating, we're always taking an idea that's in our head Mm -hmm. and bringing it to life. So it's like, whoever you are listening, you are a creator, you are a powerful manifester, like as, and just tapping in and letting that creative channel flow and connecting to self is just that it, it'll lead to magic and oftentimes uncertainty, but always, always magic, right? Yes. Yes. I want to like clap. That's so perfect. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So this was a fantastic episode. Thank you so much, Paige, for being a guest. And I really just loved getting into the depths of like creativity with you and learning more about your journey too as a creative. And I also loved learning about the new roles you're taking on as a creative director. So um, how can the audience find you? How can they work with you? Um, What are some new exciting things you're up to just so, um, you know, anyone who's listening who wants to work with you uh, can find you because you do not want to miss out. Paige is, like I said, just an excellent photographer and creative catalyst as a whole, really. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I love, this has been such a treat. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest. It is a total honor because this is such a fabulous podcast and you're so fabulous. So I I love it. I love always talking with you. Um, And for anybody who's curious about what I do, um, you can find me at pageray.com. I can either create a photo shoot for you or I can conceptualize one and help you execute it if you're a photographer and like the production of it all is just not your jam or you just sitting down to make a creative brief is like the worst part of your day. It went (laughs) off your plate. I can help you. Um, So yeah, it depends on what you need. But if you are in any sort of like visual industry, um, I'm your girl. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much again. I hope that all of you love this episode and it will help you tap into your creativity. And remember that um, no matter how you're feeling, you're always uh, creatively channeling something and that you can just trust yourself to bring forth the magic that you're meant to because we're all born to create. Catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you need guidance with your personal style, I'd love to help you with my one-on-one personal styling and confidence coaching services. Whether it's for an event, your everyday style, or a brand photo shoot, we get you ready to embody your next level of growth with true-to-you outfits you absolutely love. Check out my website at www.arielbrittany.com and follow me on Instagram at ariel.brittany. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Dress to Manifest with Ariel Burney is a production by Yali Christina Podcast Services.